turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. Teacher of Christian thought and citizen of the kingdom of God, Richard Lamborn, with you this afternoon, coming to you behind the CTRL Kingdom of God microphone, clarifying, understanding, and strengthening convictions from deep inside the Salem Media Group building in Tampa. Is your understanding foggy? Are your convictions shaky? Are you in the middle of it? And you don't know what to do next. Well, by golly, you've come to the right place. You are tuned into the right radio show. Clarifying, understanding, and strengthening convictions is what we do best around here. The world is organizing against the eternal. Computerized identification chips are being implanted in the fleshy part of hands right between the thumb and index finger. The world is racing toward a showdown with God on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The son of perdition, ladies and gentlemen, the Antichrist, is on his way. The Bible says he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Put your faith in God through Jesus Christ. Live the biblical worldview. The kingdom of God is steamrolling its way toward the gates of hell, and we are going to run right over them. The eternal, ladies and gentlemen, is going to win this fight. We will be right back. Here's a great opportunity right now to help you reach children and adults receive the Holy Gospel through Jesus Christ. It's called the Mailbox Club. The Mailbox Club prints Bible study lessons for children and adults and sends them out in 79 countries around the world. The recipient fills out the lesson and sends it back to the Mailbox Club for grading. Over time, a relationship is built between the recipient and the club. Last year, over 1.8 million recipients of the club materials put their faith in God through Jesus Christ after completing the Bible lessons. The Mailbox Club is in Muslim countries, Hindu countries, and even the U.S. South Sudan recently invited the Mailbox Club to put their lessons in every public school in the country. This is an organization worth getting behind. Just go to their website, mailboxclub.org, and click on the Give button and help the Mailbox Club continue their mission of spreading the gospel. A physician wrote just over 25% of the New Testament. His name was Luke. He did so in what we know today as his two-part work, the Gospel according to Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. The Gospel according to Luke is the doctor's account of the life and work of Jesus of Nazareth. The Acts of the Apostles is his historical accounting of the ministry of 
of Jesus' disciple Peter and the Apostle Paul after the resurrection. Proven to be historically accurate, Luke writes both for the Gentile Christian community of his day. We know this based on the prologue to his gospel. Luke writes, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. Luke accompanied the Apostle Paul on Paul's first and third missionary journey. He was with Paul at the Apostle's end in Rome. Luke lived out the rest of his life in the parts of Achaia, where he most likely wrote his gospel and historical account. He never married, never had any children, and died at the age of 84. The first time Luke mentions the resurrection of Christ in Acts of the Apostles is in the very beginning, when the disciples recruited Matthias to take the place of Judas Iscariot. The second time is when Peter addresses the crowd at Pentecost. The third time is when Peter and John encounter the beggar at the temple gate called Beautiful. The fourth time is during the encounter with the religious leadership who witnessed the healing of that beggar. This is found in what is commonly referred to as Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4. Luke writes, The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders and teachers of the law, met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and the others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. 
Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin, and they conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help but speak about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them, because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. C-T-R-L Is knowledge the object of your inquiry? Are you searching for the why of it all? Temporary men, born without a self-cause, living without a good reason, and dying without a means of prevention, can find the straight path to the why of it all in a dynamic personal relationship with the Eternal through Jesus of Nazareth, God the Son. Meaning is found in a relationship with the one who made you. It can never be found in an ethic, a philosophy, or science. The meaning of reality is found in a person, not 
a thesis proposition. Fifty-five years ago, I prayed the sinner's prayer and gave my heart and life to God in Christ. I invite you to do the same right now. Talk to God and say, O God, I am a sinner, but you sent Jesus to die for my sins and pay for my transgressions. I trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior right now. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. After you pray that prayer, I want to hear from you. Email me at ctrl at tampabay.rr.com or call 727-599-1013. I want to help you in the beginning stages of your faith journey in Christ. I have been on mine for 55 years. I hope you can make the final session of The Argument. The Argument is an apologetics presentation on the historical sources for the crucifixion and death of Jesus of Nazareth. This involves an expository investigation of the nine sources that speak about Jesus' death and the denial of the event by the Quran. Everyone is invited. The date for the final session is May 22nd. The meeting time will be from 4 to 7 with a dinner break from 5.15 to 5.45. All materials, as always, are free as well as the meal. All you have to do is come. If you feel led to do so, we do take donations to the cause. Bring whatever study aid you want. If you are interested in attending, please contact me at ctrl at tampabay.rr.com or call 727 
599-1013. Legacy Church is located at 3737 First Street North in St. Petersburg. I look forward to seeing you there. Luke says in Acts of the Apostles, They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. Many biblical figures went to jail or other torturous places for proclaiming the word of God and or standing for God's truth. Jeremiah was held in the courtyard of the guard when the Babylonians broke through Jerusalem's walls. Jeremiah 37 and 38. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Daniel 6. Peter and John in today's text. Acts 4. Paul and Barnabas in Philippi. Acts 16. Luke writes about what he witnessed in this city of Philippi. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar. By advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice, The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. Then Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe In the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. 
Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officials to the jailer with the orders, release these men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison. And now, do they want to get rid of us quietly? No. Let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. Free speech is under assault in the United States of America. And unless the tide turns, freedom of religion will soon be also. In colonial America, believers were sometimes jailed and executed for expressing their opinion concerning faith in God through Jesus Christ. Two such figures were Anne Hutchison and Mary Dyer. Both were banished from the Massachusetts Bay Colony for teaching their particular biblical worldview. Hutchison died later in an Indian raid in Rhode Island, and Dyer, having returned to Massachusetts 20 years later against court order, was hung. The United States of America was founded by the Eternal to be an instrument in his hands for the establishment of the State of Israel in May 14, 1948. The USA was founded on several principles aimed at freeing the population from governmental tyranny, freedom of speech and freedom of religion being two. The combination of freedom of speech and religion were cherished and respected, and the proclamation of the biblical worldview, particularly as applied to the new birth in God through Christ, was appreciated and reverenced. Thomas Jefferson and James Madison aided in the passage of the Virginia Act for Establishing Religious Freedom in 1786, which became the model for the U.S. Constitution of 1789. It reads, in part, We, the General Assembly of Virginia, do enact that no man shall be compelled to frequent or support any religious worship, place, or ministry whatsoever, nor shall be enforced, restrained, molested, or burdened in his body or goods, nor shall otherwise suffer, on account of his religious opinions or belief, 
but that all men shall be free to profess and by argument to maintain their opinions in matters of religion, and that the same shall in no wise diminish, enlarge, or affect their civil capacities. Then, in 1859, Charles Darwin published On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. And atheistic material naturalism began its assault on the biblical worldview. Well, folks, this has been fun. I have had a ball. I hope that your understanding has been clarified and your convictions have been strengthened. As exciting as this has been, however, I am, as usual, out of time. But I will be back next Saturday at this same time, this same Faith Talk radio station. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Seize the day. Keep your eyes on the resurrected Son of Man. Bye-bye, everybody, and favor unto all.